Yeah, who I mean, they were not. Man, they were not my favorite. 
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom afternoon, people of God. Shalom afternoon, church. Please, I believe you are all doing well. I believe everybody is doing well. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, myself and my family, we are doing well. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I want to welcome all of you to this afternoon session of the Lunch Prayer Fire Experience. And by the special grace of God, we are still in our 40 days prayers and fasting experience. And I believe that God, through this wonderful fasting moment, will open the heavens above you and cause you to experience his glory in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I also want to welcome all of you once again, even to the month of angels. And in fact, some of the testimonies we have been hearing clearly depict that the angels of the Lord are seriously at work in our midst. And we give God all the praise and all the glory even for that. Hallelujah. How we even recorded a testimony yesterday that an angel was sent by God in the form of a woman to visit somebody and be a blessing to the person. Until date, we don't know the whereabouts of that person and they keep trying her own contact and it is not even going through. This is a clear manifestation of the angelic works of God. And we give God all the praise and all the glory for routing these kind of miracles even on this altar. Hallelujah. Whenever you come to a place and you see God mightily at work, it's a clear sign that he wants to prove to his people that he loves them. This is not the moment to lift the shoulders of the pastor. It is the moment to connect men to God and to let men know Christ more. Hallelujah. We give God praise for 
his anointing that is at work on this altar. We exalt him for his doings and his workings, even in the midst of his people. It is only Jesus that can do all these things, even though he does these things through his manservant. But we give him all the praise and all the glory, for glory belong to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, all right, people of God. For the next five to ten minutes, want to take some testimonies. What has the Lord done in the midst of his people once again? If you are here, the Lord has been gracious to you. You want to testify even concerning his graciousness and his goodness. You can feel free either text or call in. You can either text it here or call in. All right, all right. Testimonies, testimonies, testimonies. Glory to Jesus. Please, whilst we are taking the testimonies, I beg you, kindly share the link. Share the link. Invite your friends and loved ones. Now, some of you, since the moment you joined lunch prayer fire, priesthood time, prophetic training, school of the prophets, you have never shared the link before. You have become so selfish that we don't even know what to do to you. I've now decided what to do to those kind of people. I know a certain woman at Nkoso Beach, Cape Coast. She sells fish. Because you are selfish, I've gone to meet the woman and will get you some of the fish to sell. So take note. If you are there and Auntie Baba calls you. Know that I'm the brain behind that business. You're selfish because you are so selfish. Uh, so take note. Share the link. Whoa. Share the link. Share the link. Priscilla, do to receive it, the touch of the Spirit of the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are well. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, share the link, share the link. I have a wonderful testimony here um, from one of our brothers. In fact, yesterday he testified. He testified of how we were all here. Um, prophetically, I gave him a word that the Lord is going to give him a shop and that he's going to sell oil, rice, and some things. He believed it and said, Amen. And in fact, that day when I was making some you know, declarations concerning how God is going to give unto us the wealth of the wicked, he believed and I prayed for people that God is going to open the eyes of people to pick signals, some numbers and some things. And in fact, he testified about that yesterday, that through some of these angelic manifestations, he got over 5,000 Ghana cities the very next day. And he used the money to pay for a certain shop. Right now, by the special grace of God, he owns a shop. The Lord fulfilled his word even unto his servant. 
So he came to testify of what the Lord had done for him yesterday. Now, that same yesterday, <laughs> a certain miracle happened to him. And he texted it to me. And I want to tell us what the Lord has done for him. He said, Shalom, money daddy, please trust you are good by God's grace. Please, I have a mind-blowing testimony. Please, I believe you can all hear me. Good. He said, I gave a testimony yesterday during the lunch prayer fire that the angels of the Lord visited me and directed me. And after the win, I used the money to get a shop. He said, after the testimony yesterday, you prayed for eight-hour miracle for those who have faith in it. In fact, I tapped into the declaration and so prayed that God should open doors for helpers to help me fill my shop and also abundance of customers to patronize me. Said, Daddy, few minutes after the prayer session, my goodness, my goodness. He said, few minutes after the prayer session, I got a call from someone that I, sh- that I should bring a truck to a shaman to get some goods to fill my shop. They say my shaman that the, the military men are beating people. <laughs> that is the same place that the young man's testimony came from. Would they be there? We, we, don't, we don't fear military men. We will go there and receive our testimony. What are you talking about? Now listen to what he said. He said, Daddy, like joke, like joke, I got there and the person gave me 13,000 Ghana cities worth of goods. What? Thirteen thousand, which is one hundred and thirty million gold currency. Now, the beautiful part of the testimony is what I'm about to say. He said, "I brought them, and in the process of of loading them in my shop, I got another call from a customer to supply her with seven thousand nine hundred cities worth of goods." My goodness. Whilst he was offloading, somebody called me and said, I need some, some goods. Oh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. See, this can only be God working through an angel. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So more than half of the goods that he went for is gone. They are gone. Somebody bought them. Hey! The, once I was offloading the yeah. said, meaning I sold more than half of the goods I brought from Ashaman in less than an hour. In less than one hour, he sold more than half. Hey, I want to pray for somebody. 
in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I don't know what you are doing. I don't know the business that you are into. I don't know. But I want to pray from the very depth of my heart. May God grant you a mind-blowing testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus. A testimony that no man can even connect to himself. A testimony that all men can say, Ah, this is the doing of the Lord. May God release that miracle to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. So within two hours, I got a double portion of the angel's visitation and testimonies. Ah, I thank God for the marvelous things he has been doing in people's lives on the EMI altar to you. People of God. don't know what you want again. You see, it looks like oh, some of the testimonies, you even live here as an unbelieving believer. Because the thing sounds some way. <laughs> hey! See, some, some some will go like Virginia medicine and beat my baby, but wait, yeah. <laughs> that is an unbelieving believer right there. So oh, I believe that God can do anything. But this one, this one, I don't know. This one. I remember the day that the ladies. Results change from E to A. In fact, the lecturer too was trying to force the lady to sleep with her in order to change the results to maybe C plus or B. And that they were praying seriously concerning academic excellence. It was a Friday lunch prayer. I will never forget. Very early on Monday morning, she told me, Daddy, the results. I said, wait, wait. I was excited because maybe I, I thought it had changed from E to maybe C or C+. I said, oh, that's, that's God. We thank God. But from E to A, straightforward. I said, wait, take a screenshot of your portal. And let me check. Let me cross-check. Mm-hmm. That time, they said, my bad doubting Thomas. I'm telling you, see, sometimes after lunch, prayer, fire, after priesthood time, when I hear some of these testimonies, I go back to God in prayer on my knees. I say, God, you are the only one working these things. I give you praise. I'm telling you.
There's an anointing here. There's an anointing here. I'm telling you. There is so much anointing, so much grace. We're here when one of my sons were praying when he texted here that one of his uncles just fell down and they took him to the hospital. They said he's dead. Confanochi, accident and emergency unit. And he texted here that please pray that the please pray for me. He released prayer. By evening, by evening. So he told the people that no, don't take the man to the mortuary, please. Will the man remain there? We pray by evening. He texted me that the man is still alive. Oh, the next day when we're having the lunch prayer, he texted in here. I don't know if you remember. Said that, that my uncle that dropped dead yesterday. Hey. Look at all these things that God is doing. Because he 40 days now Don't want me to go to that side. I will go there, pa. I see the spirit of the Lord come upon you. I will go there, pa. Only God knows the number of people who have insulted me because of the because of the forty days. Certain lady was trying to gain weight. Then the 40 days started. Now when she looks at herself in the mirror and sees the way there are potholes around her neck and the shoulder area, she feels so good. At least, at least, no, at, at least, God is working some miracles here. Ah, let's give him praise now. Somebody said, the way my skirt is hanging on me today... It's good. It's helping you. Mm. Whilst you are building up spiritual capacity, you know, you are also doing some bodily exercise. The Bible said, body exercise profiteth a little. Things is it does not profit. It profits. And that is one of them. Don't you know that the best time that a man, a man's body is really clean, is actually the moment when he, he or she is in fasting. Hope you know that. You know, there are a lot of people during fasting seasons, they go to the washroom a lot. 
Don't you know that? People go to the washroom a lot of times when they are fasting. You know there is no food. You have not eaten. But you keep going to the washroom. See? That means that all the negative things in you are coming out. But more, you don't want to, you don't, you see, you don't, you don't want to fast. You'll be eating on top. What is wrong with you? Hallelujah. So please, whilst fasting is helping you to build up spiritual capacity through prayer, worship, the study of God's word and all those things, the side of you moving away from food is also blessing your body. Are you listening to me? And it is helping you receive sound mind. Yes. So please, learn these things. It will help you. It will bless you. You become a healthy Christian. And it's a beautiful thing to experience God's grace in that dimension. Hallelujah. Wow. We thank God for the life of our brother. His testimony is amazing. Amazing. We give God praise for that. Amen. Any other testimony? Any other testimony? Any other testimony? I want to pray for those who want to marry. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May the heavens open above you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Whether you are a male or female. I want to pray for you. Those who want to marry. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Anything that is stopping your marriage. Be it spiritual or physical. May the angels of the Lord arise. And settle the matter. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May the hand of the Lord. Settle the matter of your marriage. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now listen. We created a certain WhatsApp platform for those who are preparing to marry. Not those who want to marry. But those who are preparing. Hmm? Those in a relationship um, who have you know, gone to meet um, church people trying to start something. So, if you are here, and um, because we need a lot of counseling, I'm telling you, the rate at which some stubborn Christians are misbehaving in their matrimonial homes, is it's, it's getting alarming, and it's very, very bad. Very, very bad. Christians who, and I don't know what's wrong with them. See, that is the reason why when I get the chance to talk about marriage, I hate every side. I'm telling you, because 
it is becoming too alarming. And I pray that the Lord will help us and grant us great grace. For these things, somebody will just look at what is happening in another person's marriage and say, ah, I will not even marry. You see, that's the most dangerous part of it. But you see, when you get a good man who understands the things of God, ah, and you to you a woman and you want to submit well, I'm telling you, marriage will be a wonderful blessing. Are you following? Hallelujah. The Bible said we are the epistles of Christ. We are the epistles of Christ. So you see, a lot of people are reading our lives. Your life is actually like the newspaper that people are reading, especially unbelievers. That is why the greatest evangelism is not preaching from the Bible. It is living the scriptures. If you live the scriptures, you are, you are evangelizing about Christ. You will be there when somebody will come to you and say, I like the way you, you live your life. Like, what is your secret? Then you say Christ. And these people might be unbelievers. Your lifestyle your character has won the soul for the Lord Jesus. But this is the case we are in. Christians are married. Every, every evening, you will hear noise in, the, in their bedroom. Every evening. They will be fighting. As if they are speaking in tongues. What is wrong with you? Hallelujah. May the Lord help us and grant us grace in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, people of God, we are in the season of angels and God is doing greater things even in our midst. Hallelujah. Now, you see, when you enter into the kingdom of God, especially into the realms of the heavens, there are dimensions of beings in the realms of the heavens. Not all the spirit beings in heaven are angels. Someone said, I've missed somebody's testimony. Okay, let me check. Wow, all right. Isaac said, testimony, I received mine this morning. So just yesterday, I spoke to my sister about something I, I want to do. And just this morning, she sent me 6,000 Ghana cities. Wow. Just a few minutes after taking, after talking to her this morning, 
She didn't even hesitate. She just sent me a whooping 6,000 Ghana cities and insisted if I need more, I should just contact her. I just thank God. Wow. Wow. Said, if you need more. Hey! Let me tell you, you know that some people, when you even ask them for money, you don't even expect the money to come because you know them. Please, I need some money. To add him on, Papa look too. Because you, <laughs> it is not a sign of doubt. But you know, you know them very well. That's what that's, I remember one time, one of my daughters, ah, her father, for, forget about it, forget about it. That man will never send you anything. <laughs> one time she came to church and she was smiling. I said, what is the matter? And mostly when I see somebody smiling, I just ask, hey, Adam, where do you look to Anna? <laughs> Then she said, Daddy, today my father sent me money. I said, Hey! He said, My father sent me 500 CDs. So when I saw them, I said, Daddy, why a mistake? Oh, maybe you were sending it to some. Then the father, Oh, no, I, I was just sending it to you. You just keep it. Say, Hey! The next day, the father called, I hope you are doing well. Steady well, okay? She can come to school throughout the whole semester and the father will not even call to check up. That should tell you that something is working the man. For six thousand, that's why he said a whooping amount of money. A whooping, whooping, not whooping cough. Give God praise. We give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Great. Now, when you enter into the realm of heaven, are you following? I want to take you somewhere a little bit. So follow me. There are a lot of spiritual beings, beings in the heavenly realms. A lot of them. Not all of them are angels. Angels are just a small dimension of the beings that are in heaven. But mostly because we lack proper vocabs to, you know, talk about these beings, we mostly classify all of them as angels. But that is spiritually incorrect. Are you following? But mostly that's what we say. So when you enter into the realms of the heavenlies, you know, according to our Christian um, dimension of understanding the heavenly beings, they, they have told us that there are nine hierarchies of angels. That's what they say. Nine hierarchies of angels. But that is not angel. We will say nine hierarchies of angelic beings. That's what they told us. And biblically, that is what we all know. But you see, when you enter into the deepest dimension of the heavenly realms, you will know 
that there are other groups of angels. So when you enter into the realms of heaven, according to the nine hierarchical orders of those spirit beings, there are still what we call groups or councils in heaven. We have councils in heaven. Now, these councils that are in heaven, beings that are in the ranks or in the order of the nine, some of these beings come together to form groups or councils in the heavenly realms. Are you following? So according to what they told us in Christianity, the nine orders of the heavenly beings, they start from the beings that we call seraphim. And in fact, they do so based on those that are closer to the throne of God. So the seraphim will be the first closer to the throne of God. They are known as the burning ones because the throne of God in its entire manifestation is fire. So based on that fiery dimension of God's throne, the beings that are very close to the throne of God are the burning ones. They are the fiery beings. The seraphim. And I've already told you that anytime I am ends a particular word in Hebrew, it means plural. So a singular dimension of these beings would be seraph. But when they are plenty, they are called seraphim. Don't say seraphims because it is not. <laughs> are you listening to me? But mostly we say that because of our English language. You'll be, you'll be pardoned for that. So we don't say seraphims. It is seraphim. When you say seraphim, you have actually mentioned the, the plurality of the beings. So they are the closest to God. They are known as the burning ones. Are you following? Then from there, we move to the cherubim. The cherubim. A singular dimension of the cherubim is a cherub. A cherub. Now, these beings, known as the cherub, they are also known as the guardian beings. They guard the throne of God. They guard. Their main assignment is to guard. So you remember when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the word of the Lord said, God placed a cherubim with flaming sword to guard the way to the tree of life. So they are the they are the in fact they are actually the beings we call the guardian angels. They are not angels, but we will call them that. They are the guardian beings. They guard. They guard the throne of God.
Are you following? Just making mention of, I'm not teaching, I'm just making mention of the whole thing so that we understand. Amen. Good. So the word seraph means to bend. They are the first group, they are the bending ones. Now, one of the things we need to understand about these seraph beings is that. In one way or the other, they are also known as the fiery serpents. I've already told you that when you look at the word seraph, in its original root word, it is actually a serpent. Are you with me? A serpent. Good. We'll come back to that, so please put that one down. Good. Now then we move to what we call the cherub. The cherubim are the guardian beings. They guard the glory of God. They guard. So they are the same beings that when you enter into the most holy place, you see, um, God, when God instructed them to build the Ark of the Covenant, he placed two cherubs on the Ark of the Covenant. And the Bible said, with two of their wings, they covered their faces from seeing that highest light of God's glory. But they are the guardian beings. They guard the glory of God. They guard the throne of God. Now from those beings, you move to the beings known as the thrones. The thrones. The thrones. Now, these thrones are not just Mkunya. No. There are beings in the heavenly realms known as the thrones. In, in the Greek word, it is the word thronos. It is actually speaking about a realm of authority. Are you following? It is in this category of the thronos that we find the beings we call the 24 elders. The word of the Lord speaks of these 24 elders sitting on thrones and they have crowns on their heads. We are not going into the 
the in-depth teaching. I just want to want to mention for you to know these beings and their jurisdiction. Then from the Thronos dimension, you move to the dimension of what we call dominion. Dominion. We'll come back to the dominion. Very, very, very important. Now, another word for dominion is the word lordship. Write that one down. We'll come back to that one too. Lordship. Then we have what we call virtues. Virtues. Now, I will touch on what all these beings do. Then from virtues, we move to what we call powers. Powers. Are you following? So when you read the book of Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, Paul made a statement. He said, For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones dominion or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him now from that dimension from the powers we now move to From the um, dominion, we move them to the virtues. And from the virtues, we actually move to these beings that we call powers. Then we move to the beings we know as principalities. Principalities. Then from principalities, we now move to the dimension we call the archangels. The gift of tongues. I see the archangels. The then the last category is called the angels. The now, you see, have you seen that we have mentioned angels here? 
should tell you that all the beings above the angels are not angels. Are you following? They are not, they are all spirit beings in the heavenly realm. They are not angels. Now, the angels are the least in all the spirit beings in the heavenly realms. They are the least. And their main assignment actually is connected to their name, angels. The word angel means a messenger. So these beings are sent. They are messengers. And they carry a certain power based on the message that they have been sent to deliver. Are you following? Good. Now we have understood that the seraphim who be in the category of spirit beings in the heavenly realm that are very close to the throne of God. They are the beings that actually clearly depict what we call worship. And they are the closest to the throne. Someone said, Daddy, please, which ones are the orphanage? We'll come to that. Relax. We'll come to that. <laughs> so don't be troubled at all. We'll go into that and teach about the Mekaba. Everything. So come that this amount of angels. So everything about angels that the Lord has taught me, I'll let you know. Hallelujah. Now, then we also have understood that the cherubim, they are the beings that guard the throne and the glory of God. They will move to the thrones. And I told you that the thrones are the dimension of beings that actually speak of the 24 elders and their manifestations. Then we move to dominion. We move to dominion. You see, let me tell you one secret. One of the things about angels is that when you teach about them, they manifest. It is, it is, it is a spiritual law. Are you following? It's a law in the spirit realm. And I will explain that law as we go forward. But then, I want to stand here, this dimension called the dominions or the lordship. Very, very important. The dominion. Now, the word of the Lord told us that there was a certain being in the heavenly realm by name Hillel. 
him by name Helel, the Latin word for Helel is Lucifer. Now, this being, the word of the Lord told us that he was an anointed cherub. Now we know that the cherubim are the seven, are the second um, category of spirit beings that are closer to the throne of God. Are you following? did not just say that Lucifer was a cherub. He said thou anointed cherub. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 28 chapter 28 verse 14 the Bible said thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. Look at that. And that word covereth means to guard. And we know that that actually is the assignment of the cherubim. They guard. To build a fence, to guard something. Are you following? Now, the word of the Lord said, He is an anointed cherub. I want you to understand one thing. There is a difference between a cherub and an anointed cherub. Are you following? So a cherub and an anointed cherub are not the same. They are the same only because they are all cherub. But one is anointed. And any time somebody is anointed, he is lifted above his companions. You remember what the Bible said in the book of Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9. The Bible is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And the writer of Hebrews said, Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. So whenever a man is anointed, he is lifted above his fellows. Or he is lifted above the people that he is the same with. Are you following? So, Lucifer or Helel was made a cherub, but he was anointed. And because he was anointed, he was lifted above the, all the cherubim. Now, once you move from the realm of the cherubim, the next point is the seraphim. So, if Lucifer is anointed and is lifted above his companions, which is the cherubim, then 
is actually moving to the next stage, which is the seraphim. But the word of the Lord did not tell us point blank that the guy was a seraphim. The Bible just said he is an anointed cherub. Now, because he has been anointed, he will then have the qualities of the cherubim and at the same time of the seraphim because he has been lifted above the cherubim level and he's now close to the seraphim if he is not a seraphim. I don't know if you're getting my point. Now, no wonder when you check the word seraphim in the word of God, it actually means a fiery serpent. No wonder this Lucifer guy or Hillel guy has a certain serpentic nature. No wonder when he came straight into the Garden of Eden, it was only a serpent that he decided to use that serpent's body for his workings. Because in the heavenly realms, he had a serpentic nature. Now listen to me carefully. Now, the more you get close to the throne of God, the more you receive the fire and the light that is coming from God's throne. Now we all understand that the main work I think during my teaching on Lucifer, which um, I said something small about that, and I'll explain into details. When I was talking to you about the priesthood of Helen or Lucifer, I made us understand that the guy actually, his body was made of precious stones. And this body that was made with precious stones its main assignment is that when the light of God that is coming from the fire of God's throne emits out of the throne, it hits straight into the body of Lucifer, which was made of precious stones. And the moment the light enters into that body of Helion, it reflects into all the temple so that everybody in the temple of God will now have an experience of God. Now take note, according to the word of God, are you following? Lucifer were made of nine precious stones. Nine precious stones. Now, these nine precious stones, each stone has what it stands for in the realms of God. That means that when the light from the throne of fire enters the body of Lucifer or Helion, each stone will emit a dimension of God in the temple. So knowing what each stone stands for, you will now understand the dimension of God that each stone emits when the light of God's throne 
enters into the body of Lucifer. Now understand that the more you get close to God, the more you burn. And the more you get close to God, the more you receive light from God's throne to emit. Are you following? So understand that. And I want to show you all the dimensions. God did something to this guy called Lucifer. God, he did something to this guy called Helel that he did not do for any other spirit being in the heavenly realm. And that dimension was that God anointed him. Now, in the heavenly realm, an anointing is a promotion. When you are anointed, you are lifted above the realm that you were. So God kept promoting this guy called Eliel to a point where he became so he came so close to the throne of God. He nearly became a seraphim. He, he was even exhibiting the same manifestation, the same character of all these beings called the seraphim. He had a serpentic nature, which was the very true nature of the seraph. Are you listening to me? Good. Now, the moment God anointed this guy and he became an anointed cherry, something started happening to him. beautiful part of Lucifer's body. The guy was damn beautiful. So when the light of God from God's throne hit his body, it is not only reflection that happens. Because when you begin to look at what the Bible says about him in the book of Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 12 and 13, the Bible says, Son of man, Take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyros. So you see, this prophecy was actually concerning a certain king by name Tyros. The king was a king of a city by name Tyros. Now, if you check the word Tyros, it means a stone. The word Tyros means a precious stone. No wonder the Bible is trying to link the king of Tyros to Lucifer because his body was also made of precious stones. Now, when the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel, the son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyros and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, thou sealest up the son, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. So this guy, now the moment you began to see what God started talking about the king of Tyros, 
we now understood that God was using the king of Tyros as a means of letting us know what happened to Helio. The guy was full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. On Tosin, now, when we talk about wisdom in the realm of heaven, wisdom actually speaks of knowing the, all the realms, the, the depth of God. Knowing the depth of God. The only thing that this guy called Helen or Lucifer did not know are the things that God planned before he made him. So there are things that God himself did before he made Lucifer. That is the only thing the guy does not know. And that is the only thing that can overthrow him. And one of the things that God did before creating Lucifer was that God sat in himself and made one part of him called the sun and said, okay, now, based on what I'm about to do, this and this and this will happen. Sin will enter the world. All the, I know all this. I've seen it. Now, let me now do what will put sin away so that my plan will be fulfilled. So God turned himself into one part called the sun. Then the sun turned himself into a lamb. Then God himself killed himself as the lamb and used his blood to be the foundation of the world he was about to create. So all the whole world that we see was founded on the blood of Jesus. Now the blood of Jesus came before the world began, before Lucifer was made. No wonder the archangel Michael and his angels that overthrew Satan in heaven, they were able to do so through the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And then what is the word of their testimony? It is the rebuke that the Lord has given. Are you following? That is why anytime we begin to plead the blood of Jesus, we are empowering angelic beings to overthrow every work of Satan in our lives. He's so much afraid. He doesn't understand what the blood is. That is why he will stop you from every point from taking the Holy Communion. And he has entered into the church to let pastors tell you that if you are in a relationship with a girl, don't take communion. Now you see, if he's able to do that, he's trying to disconnect you from the power that is in the blood that overthrew him from heaven. Are you following? Now you see, you remember that the word of the Lord said 
when Moses died, Satan wanted to take the body of Moses. You know, since time immemorial, this guy has been trying to get a body so that he can enter to destroy the world. He has done everything. But you see, the nature of men, even the fallen nature of men, still rejects Satan to inhabit. Satan himself cannot inhabit man. It's not possible. He tried to use his serpentic nature and the way a serpent moves to reconnect to the DNA helix. The way a DNA is like. So he said, okay, fine. Because I am like this and DNA is like this, I can inhabit man. He has tried several means. It's not working. But God did it once. It worked. Because the whole God that we see is in man. So Satan does not have that secret that should allow God, the creator of the universe, to reside in, in one man. How possible? Now the day Lucifer gets that knowledge to reside in one man, <laughs> the, whole, the whole universe is dead. And that kind of knowledge is a function of the blood of Jesus. Now, this blood too was made before Lucifer was made. So he lacks that knowledge. The, the day for him to get that knowledge, it means he must die and resurrect. And that is not possible. Are you following? The reason why it is not possible. Okay, let me let me just move to the next point. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we know that this guy called Helel or Lucifer is an anointed cherub, very close to the throne. Now when you begin to read what the Bible said, the word of the Lord says that he is full of wisdom. He knows the deep things of God. The deep things of God. And he's perfect in beauty. And the Bible went further to say in Ezekiel 28 verse 13, the Bible said, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. So you see, this guy called Helel was in Eden, the garden of God. He was there in Eden. What was he doing in Eden? We'll come back to that. But the Bible said, Every precious stone was thy covering, the sadios topaz and the diamond the burial the onyx and the jasper the sapphire the emerald and the carbuncle and gold the workmanship look at that the bible said the workmanship workmanship of pipes and tablets 
the workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that was created. So there were pipes. Now that pipe is speaking of like musical instruments that we use wind to make. Something like flute, trumpet. Any musical instrument, pipe organ, exactly. Any musical instrument that we use wind to play, that is a pipe. And we have tablet. Now, that tablet is actually speaking of string, string instruments. Instruments that we play with strings, like guitar, accordion. Now, you see, all these things were made in the body of one man. So even when the light of God from God's throne hits the body of Lucifer, it is not only the stones that will reflect God's beauty and glory, but you will still hear the sound of music. Hmm. Now, the sound of music that comes out of the body of Lucifer in the heavenly realms when the light of God's throne shines upon him is actually speaking of what God wants to do, what God is saying. It speaks of the emotions of God. When God speaks in himself, it is the sound that comes out of the body of Helel that will let all the beings in the heavens know that this is what God says we should do. And mostly the first sound that pops up, which is a musical sound, tells all the congregation in the realm of the heavenly temple to rise. The first thing that then happens is that the throners, the beings who are the thrones, who are the 24 elders, they will cast their crowns and they will bow. Then they will start worshiping. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. So the thing is, even without Helen or Lucifer, worship is distorted. He was not a worship leader. You see, the reason why people call him worship leader is because it is out of him that even the 24 elders will know how. And they will even know that the presence of God had entered even in the, in the temple. So they call him worship leader because his body alone was sound. Oh my God. This guy was beautiful. In fact, God made him. Now the word of the Lord said that this guy, he had rulership over one third. Of the angelic host one third of the angelic host now one third actually in a way will let you understand it in this way that if the angels are 30 the guy controls or rules over 10 if they are 300 he controls or rules over 100 
Now, we are not talking about the angels only, as in the messengers only. No. Because every dimension that this guy operated from, now we all know that the first dimension is that he was an anointed cherub. So he will have a place in the cherubic order. Are you following? Good. Now, the guy also had a place in another order, in the same hierarchy, the hierarchical dimension of, of the spirit beings. He had another dimension called the dominion. The dominion. Now, I told you that that dominion is also the word lordship. That is the reason why. Okay, I will come back to that. Dominion. Now, these beings known as dominions, they are actually beings that exact, they are like, the enforces of God's intent over the jurisdiction. So these beings known as dominions, anytime God makes a dominion, God gives them a jurisdiction. You remember, in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, listen to what God said. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. The Bible said, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion. So you see, God actually made man according to the order of the dominions. And God gave the jurisdiction earth to man. So whenever there is a dominion, there is a jurisdiction allocated to that dominion. Are you following? Now, this guy called Helel or Lucifer, being also according to the order, of the dominions had his assignment on the earth. Don't forget what I'm saying. He had his jurisdiction on the earth. No wonder he was already in the in the garden of God, Eden. His work was on the earth. You remember there is a category or let me say a group of beings in the heavens known as the sons of God. Now, these sons of God came to the earth because their assignment was also on the earth. And when they came to the earth, after doing their works, the Bible said they went to present themselves to God. And the moment they went to God, Satan also came amongst them. And God asked him, From whence cometh thou?
So you see, this group of beings called the sons of God, God gave them a jurisdiction for them to work. And that jurisdiction was the earth. God making Lucifer also, according to the order of the dominions, had a certain role to play on the earth. Are you following? Good. But the moment God gave him this dominion, this assignment, he corrupted his wisdom. He now decided to use what he knew about God to overthrow God. Because God kept lifting him, lifting him, lifting him. He thought he can even be lifted above God. And at that point, he being also in the dimension of the cherubim, where he guards the glory, he wanted to now take the glory. But it was not in him to do so. So there was no place found for him. God gave him dominion. But he misused that dominion. And no place was found for him in heaven. Now when no place was found for him, God made man. Man had already been the plan of God. But the dominion that he failed in exercising, God made man to have that dominion. And when Helea saw that that which he could not do, a man is doing it. He got angry. Now the beautiful part of man is that man was not made in the cherubic order. God made man in his own image and likeness. And that glory that Helel wanted, God gave it to man. So now, what he wanted that he couldn't get, man is now possessing it. And the dominion he received to work that he did not use it to work, man is now having the dominion and man is now working with it. He got angry, followed man in the garden. And the same thing he thought of and did in heaven for him to lose that dominion, he infiltrated the mind of man to do the same thing so that man will also lose his dominion. Now, man did not even understand what dominion was all about and how he was going to take charge and use authority to rule. So man also listened to him and man fell. When man fell, God brought himself on the earth because he knew that at this point, none of the beings I've created would even carry authority and not be corrupted. What is wrong? I'm giving you dominion, but you are getting corrupted by that dominion. What is going on? So God descended in the form of man known as Jesus, 
to come and fulfill that dominion for man to know. And when God did that through Jesus, we believed in Jesus. And now we are fulfilling that dominion mandate that God gave to us. In fact, this is the main reason why God even instituted marriage. Do you remember what the Bible said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11? Let's read verse 3, then we'll now jump to verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. Then we move to verse 10. The Bible said, no, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. know that the head of every man is Christ. Now you see, God is not talking about authority here. God is not talking about dominion here. When we give dominion to somebody, the person gets corrupted because the person thinks of himself. That is what happened in the heavenly realm. We gave dominion to Lucifer. Look at what he did. We gave it to man also. He was corrupted. Now Jesus has come to do that. So we need to learn the way of Jesus to know how to execute the dominion that God gives. So now, the Bible is telling us how Jesus executed God's dominion in the right way without getting corrupted. Now, the word of the Lord, Paul is telling us that, but I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Now, he's talking about head, head, head. What he's talking about here is the concept of dominion and authority. So marriage is a platform of God trying to manifest authority. Now the Bible said that the head of the man is Christ. And the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God, the Father. Good. Now, listen to what the Bible now said in verse 10. In verse 10 of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the Bible said, for this cause ought the woman to have power on her head. Good. Good. He said, for this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Why because of the angels? Because the angels once filled in executing authority. Are you listening? Uh -huh. I love the way Consuela has caught the, the revelation. So anytime a woman submits very well to a man, the woman is teaching angels something that what you feel to do, I'm doing it. 
remember that the Bible said in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. The Bible said, To the intent that now unto principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Say to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities. So these principalities that once failed God, they are now learning the wisdom of God through the church. Are you, are you getting something? So now the church. Now what then is the church? The Bible says the church is the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you can't even talk about these things without talking about marriage. The main purpose of marriage is to teach these beings something. is the reason why you should understand that your husband is your Lord. When when you hear Lord, what comes to your mind? When you hear Lord, what comes to your mind? Look, according to the, the hierarchy of the angelic beings that I made mention of, when Lord, Lordship comes to your mind, what comes to your mind too? Dominion is a manifestation. Dominion. Dominion. Are are you listening to me? So you see, there can be a friendship, you know, kind of atmosphere between yourself and your husband. But when it comes to the kingdom matters, your husband is not your friend. According to God's original plan and purpose, and according to God's kingdom, the church is not the friend of Jesus. We call him the Lord Jesus Christ because he is our husband. He's our Lord. That is why, because Lucifer was given that dominion mandate, he also wants to be our Lord. That is what the guy wants. He wants to be Lord. So what the guy wants is that he wants to take the place of Christ. That is the whole thing. So if you go to heaven, the being that Satan really hates is the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, I remember I read a certain woman's book and the woman was teaching about how God, how Jesus took her to hell. And when when Lucifer saw Jesus, see, (laughs) Yana, Jesus, he was coming with the the wind and a certain dark smoke 
to come and attack Jesus. Jesus stood with the, with the woman. The woman was afraid. But once he was getting close, he started shivering. Lucifer started shivering and he fell. And even when he fell, he was still insulting Jesus. In fact, he can't mention Jesus' name. He said, that one you call righteous. That one you call righteous. <laughs> the woman was afraid that Lucifer would touch her. But Jesus said, no, let's watch. The guy was coming. When he got close, bram, he fell down. Yes, Mary Baxter wrote that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amazing. Amazing. Now, the main reason why the guy was walking in the Eden of God and God also made man in the Eden was because of dominion. Because of dominion and I want to tell you this are you following Good. now from the realm of the dominions we move to the realm of the beings we call virtues Virtues. Now, these beings, they are mighty beings, but they are below the dominions. And mostly what these beings do is that they have power over nature. They govern anything that is natural. They have power over nature, mountains, you see, they have power over these things. In fact, they are the beings that God has given them power to make sure that the sea does not cross its boundary. They have power over every natural thing, including your body. When I was teaching the other time, I made us understand that for a being to be called God, that being must have the ability to create, to sustain what he has created, and to destroy what he has created. That also, and I told you that God made the angelic beings out of these three dimensions. The virtues fall under what we call the creative beings. Creative beings. They are the beings also, because they have power over nature, they, they also are the beings that work with the beings we call the ministering spirits. The ministering spirits, who are the, the last category of the beings called the angels. Angels. 
they work with these beads in working what we call miracles. Now, when they work miracles, their main goal for working miracles is to increase the faith of the believer. To strengthen the faith of believers in God. Are you following? So in the spirit realm, let's say somebody has lost one kidney and we are praying for the person and immediately the person receives a miracle of a brand new kidney. What actually happened is that these virtues brought forth a new kidney and they gave it to the ministering spirits and they delivered it. Are you, are you following? Good. Then we have what we call the principalities. The principalities. Now, these principalities, their work is actually to rule over nations, group of people, institutions, kingdoms, that is the work of principalities. Wherever there is a multitude, a nation, a kingdom, a certain group of people, there is a principality that rules over them. They are also known as rulers. following good then we have from there so you remember the and in fact these beings are mostly known as the princes the princes they are mostly known as the princes I hope you remember the prince of Persia who fought with Gabriel. Good. So they are the principalities. They rule over nations, kingdoms, and group of people, and all those kind of multitudes. Then from there, we move to the archangels. The archangels. Now, these archangels are the chief of the angelic host. That mostly what they do is that they portray a certain dimension of God's attribute. So, when you enter into the realms of the heavens, there are archangels. 
But the word of the Lord said, God has appointed only one archangel for the coming of the Lord. And that one, the Bible calls him the archangel. The archangel. And in fact, he is the one that God has appointed as his weapon. And that one is the Michael, which we know. Now, it does not necessarily mean that there is only one archangel. Now, that's what the Bible told. The Bible only made mention of the archangel Michael. But when you go into the realms of the heavenlies, you will know there are archangels. And I said, these archangels, what they do is that they portray a dimension of God's attribute. So, for instance, there is an archangel by name Raphael. And what Raphael does is that he exhibits a dimension of life and healing, which is a dimension of God. So there, are, there will be angels or messengers under, my, under the archangel Raphael. And their work is to be ministers of healing. So when there is a man of God who is a healing evangelist, definitely, Raphael has assigned ministering spirits who fall under his role of healing to that man of God. Then we have Gabriel as an archangel, and he's the being that carries what we call the mystery of God. The mystery of God. So that angelic beings also that are under Gabriel. And in fact, the prophetic has angels. We have angels of the prophetic who minister to the prophets. They also fall under Gabriel as an archangel. When there is a message that God is giving prophetically, now, all these are ministering spirits. Those that aid in healing, those that aid in the prophetic, are you getting it? Those that connect with the virtues in the working of miracles, they are all ministering spirits. They are known as angels. They are the least. As for those when they are dispatched into the earth to minister to those that have been saved. And they minister also for them. Are you following? There is another archangel in the realm of the heavens by name Uriel. Oh, glorious God. <laughs> and I love Uriel. I'm telling I'm telling you. I've seen him more than 10 times. And I know him. In fact, he looks like a woman. He looks like a female, let me say it that way. My goodness. So beautiful. So, 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 so beautiful. That being is strong. 
In fact, he's known as the flame of God. The flame. When we say flame, we are talking about fire. And he's the angelic being, that archangel that has knowledge about the realm of darkness, the realm of heat, and the realm of light. You remember what I taught concerning fire? I said, Michael, God has appointed Michael as his warrior. God has appointed him as his weapon. Let me say it that way. Anything that is trying to go on in heaven that does not align with God's plan, Michael will sack that thing immediately. Are you following? Now, one beautiful thing that I want all of you to know is that there are seven main archangels in the realms of heaven. Seven main archangels in the realm of heaven. Now, these seven main archangels, they also manifest in accordance with what we call the seven spirits of God. are not the seven spirits of God. No. But they walk hand in hand in accordance with the seven spirits of God. I told you that Michael is an archangel, not a seraphim. We have left the, 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 the side of the seraphim long time. To follow what we are teaching to help you. Someone said, do we have Afro, Afronophilus and Angel? <laughs> yeah, same old. But your angel will be in the heaven, I have friends, sir. He'll be an old baby for fro. That's it. So far, okay, to me, so far what I know. Because angels have names, I'm telling you, they have names. Are you listening to me? They have names. Now, when it comes to the archangels, one of the things we need to understand about them is that anytime you hear archangel, you are speaking of a troop. That means that it is a group of angelic hosts. So when you say Michael, you have not really said anything because there are groups of beings or angelic beings that are under the archangel Michael. They are all known as Michael. So put that at the back of your mind.
Somebody said, are there angels who are women? Yeah, there are female angels. But we don't decode them by their genitals. And breast. No, no, sir. Are you listening to me? The angels do not have genitals. And also, they do not have navel. I think I've taught this before. When we say navel, the fruma, the fruma, they don't have. Anybody that has a navel has been born. Because you got the navel from a connection between yourself and a mother. But angels were not born. Are you following? So when you say Gabriel, Gabriel is an archangel that has a lot of angels that move with him. And all the angels that move with Gabriel are all called Gabriel. Understand that? Then when you come to the dimension of the angels, we have plenty angels. Plenty. Someone said, does this mean that Adam did not have a navel? Clearly, clearly true. Clearly so. And I'll explain when I'm talking about the chemistry of God, the way some of you have mean the message. I'll let you know how close the body of Adam was to the angels. All right. So we have a lot of angels um, who are ministering spirits. Plenty, plenty of them. And they might, they might have different names. Now, when Lucifer was falling from heaven, listen to what I'm telling you. When he was falling from heaven, he began to win some of these beings. Are you following? And one of the things you need to understand is that when you go to hell, it is not only demons that are there. You see, the way we, we classify all the spirit beings in heaven as angels, that's the same way we are classifying all the spirit beings in hell as demons. But that's not true. Because when Lucifer was fallen from heaven, some of these beings also moved with him. Some of the beings that moved with him were powers. Some of them were principalities. Some of them were virtues. Some of them, are, are you listening to me? Some of them were normal angels. The normal angels that moved with Satan to hell, they are the demons. Now, when you go to heaven, when you go to hell, in fact, the demons cannot even stay in hell most of the times because they are messengers. Like the way the angels are also messengers. They keep moving. That's why demons can be moving in somebody's house waiting. You have demon of lust. You have demon of anger. 
demon of this. They are the ones we mostly call spirit of lust, spirit of anger, spirit of jealousy, spirit of this. They will enter right now because they are moving around. They are messengers. They will influence somebody to be more wicked. Then they are doing their work. That's what they do. But when you go to hell, there are beings in hell that are not messengers. No. It is the same way God does not send 24 elders. So I'm sending a 24 elder to you in your house. No. It is when it is either you are lifted to the realm of heaven to see them there. They are not sent. Even the seraphim that one took the coals of fire that was in the temple to touch the mouth of Isaiah, it was still in the temple of God. It was still in heaven. The only beings that God will send are the angels. And the only beings that Lucifer will send are the demons. So when you go to hell, there are beings over there that are not demons. For example, there are certain beings known as the sons of God or the watchers that came to the earth. And these beings, when they came, the Bible said, because their mission was on the earth, in fact, they had the ability to turn into human beings. Even the normal angels can have that ability. Once your assignment is in the jurisdiction of the earth, anything that is earthly, you can have the ability to turn into. So, these sons of God turn themselves into the nature of men and they slept with women. You know they were not men. The DNA of human beings were not in them. It was the DNA of the angelic that was in them, even though their bodies appeared to be the bodies of human beings. But intrinsically, they were not humans. So when they slept with women, they introduced the angelic DNA into the women, and it mingled with the human DNA in the women. So the, the child that was being formed in the womb of the women was having a dimension of an angelic DNA and a dimension of human DNA mixed together. So the child will be born and the child will have maybe the head of a goat but the hands of a human being. Some of them might have even 11 fingers on one hand. And some of the ones they stand, they will be like 19 feet tall. In fact, some of the women that were given birth to these beings died. Because they will, they will split the women into two and they come out. They can't give birth in a normal way. Now, these beings were known as the Nephilim. Now, they, they, they were different because based on the formation of these beings in the womb of the women, some had more angelic DNA and little human DNA in their formation. Some also had more human DNA and little angelic DNA. Some also had same 50% of human DNA and 50% of angelic DNA. Now, this brought out their differences. 
So the ones that had more human DNA and little angelic DNA, these beings looked more like humans. Even though there might be a certain difference because because of the angelic DNA. But one of the beings that had more angelic DNA than human DNA was called Asmodeus. Asmodeus, over 25 feet tall, very, very tall. Now, listen, when you go to hell, people call Asmodeus a demon, but Asmodeus is not a demon. Asmodeus is higher than the demon. The Nephilim are not part of the beings that Satan came to the earth with. They are the children that came forth from women when these sons of God slept with them. Are you following? So they are not originally demons. But they were not a pure breed, a pure seed of God. And in fact, they kept on having... Do you know that a time came there was a serious warfare between these beings and human beings? Some, some of one can even stand on about thousand human beings with his right leg, only one, only right leg. No, I yam thousand human beings at a goal. That should tell you how giant they were. And after they kept on slaughtering the human beings, it came to a point where all the human beings that lived on earth were not original human beings. They were all beings that had angelic DNA and human DNA at the same time. It was only Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. The rest of the human beings, God, through Noah, preached the gospel to them. Come, you will be saved. Come, you will be saved. But they did not believe. And what happened was that there was a rain coming from heaven and also coming from under the earth that wiped all these generations. And God started the whole human race with eight people. That is why the number eight in prophetic stands for new beginning. God began the human race with only eight people. Now, so when God wiped all these Nephilim beings away, understand that their fathers were not Nephilim. Please, are you getting the point? The sons of God came to sleep with women. And the women gave birth to the Nephilim, who are the giants. So their fathers actually are not giants, but their sons are giants. So their fathers, they wanted to go back to heaven. But God sent an angel, not Michael. (laughs) God sent an angel to block them. 
and the angel sacked them. Now, some of them have joined Lucifer in hell. But take note, they are not demons. Some of them too are living in the physical heavenly, heavenly realms above. The place that they call the second heavens. That is where some of these beings are dwelling. And some of these beings, the watches, they are using the power that they have to help human beings. Because they think that the way God loves human beings, when they help human beings, God will show them mercy. But some of them, so you see, the watchers are actually not wicked beings, but they just corrupted the authority God gave to them. But the children that they gave birth to through the women were the most wicked among all the beings. In fact, they are more wicked than demons. They are more wicked than Satan. So the Nephilim, when God wiped all of them, they were bound in the realm of hell, a place that the Bible calls Tataru. It is another dimension of hell. So when you talk about hell, I spoke to us that we have Hades. Hades is hell. But that part of Hades is not a place where the demons are. It is not a place where the Nephilim are. It is also known as the realm of the dead. And that place is found under the sea. Deep, 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 deep in the sea. Someone said, was Goliath a Nephilim? I'll come to that side. <laughs> I'll come there and talk about the Anakites. So there is another place in heaven, in hell, sorry, called Tataro, where the Nephilim have been bound. Even the watches, the sons of God that have not been bound in hell, the realm where they are, they have still been bound in darkness. So when you enter into the second heavens, there is a place in the second heavens, very, that place is very dark. That is where the watchers have been bound. Now, they, some of them operate with Lucifer from hell, but they are not in hell. Are you listening to me? Now let me explain something to you. Are you listening to me?
now hear me. Now, I said there are nine hierarchy in the classification of the beings that are in heaven. Are you following? Good. Now, aside the nine hierarchies, we have what we call groups or councils in heaven. It is like, so in that group, you can get number of spirit beings in heaven, let's say 30. Maybe there's a group in heaven called Johnson. Now, that Johnson group, there are 30 spirit beings in that group. Now, these 30 spirit beings, they can be from any of the hierarchies. But your rank in the hierarchy also gives you a position in the group. I don't know if I'm getting the point. The gift of For instance, there is a group in heaven called the Elohim. The, the Elohim. Now, the Holy Ghost sent from heaven. Now, this Elohim group in heaven is not a hierarchy. That means that when you enter into the Elohim group, you can get beings that are from any of these hierarchies to be part of that Elohim council. I don't know if you're listening to me. Nice one. So we need to take note of that. And we have many groups. We have Elohim. We have the sons of God. We have the morning stars. All these are groups in heaven. Now there is a dimension of group called the Merkaba. It is the, it is called the throne chariot. Whenever God, the Father sitting on his throne, is moving to a place, the whole, that council moves with God. It is called the throne chariot. There is no place where God will go to that those beings will not be around. The seraphim, the cherubim, the orphaning. You see what Ezekiel saw? What Ezekiel saw in the heavens is what we call the chariot of God. God has two main chariots. The first one is actually speaking of a certain dimension of angelic beings. But God mostly calls the chariots, the angelic warriors. God calls them the chariots. In fact, this, one of these chariots came to pick Elijah to heaven. 
But there is another chariot of God. That one is God himself's chariot. The chariot. The company. God himself. The throne chariot of God. It is called the Merkaba. Are you following? So we need to understand. And that's why my son's name is a heavy name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you hear me, please? All right, that's great. So, when you read the book of Ezekiel,
when you read the book of Ezekiel chapter 1, the Bible makes mention of the Mechaba. It speaks of the beings that make up the, the Mechaba. So the Mechaba is not just one being. It's actually the entourage of God. That is what it means. So in the Hebrew, the mostly when the Bible speaks of um, chariot, it mostly uses the word reket. Reket. But when it is about God, God's chariot is not a reket. God's chariot is called a mekaba. So in the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verse 15, the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verse 15, the Bible said, For behold, the Lord will come with fire. And whenever the chariot of God is coming, well wind and fire will, will, will take the lead. <laughs> Amazing. So it is a mixture. A mixture of well wind and fire. So for behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariot. See? With his. So God himself has it. So when you check the word, his chariot, take the word chariot there, it is the word Mekaba. That is God's own chariot. There are chariots in heaven that can be used for many other things for God. But God's own chariot that he uses for himself is the Mekaba. Exactly. Now, before God moves, the whirlwind will move because the Bible says that God has his way in the whirlwind. In the book of Nehum, chapter 1, verse 3. Nehum, chapter 1, verse 3. The Bible said, The Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord has his way in the whirlwind. The ISV says that the Lord's path is in the windstorm and hurricane. Thunder clouds are the dust beneath his feet. <laughs> the Lord has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. Are you following? And in fact, there is the same pathway he created for the angelic host. A similar pathway. So mostly when you see a whirlwind moving like that, it can either be the presence of an angel or the presence of a being that fell from the angelic dimension. Hallelujah. I believe we have all been blessed. <laughs> I think I've taught on this before. That when you see a whirlwind, how will you know that that whirlwind is the whirlwind of God. 
Exactly. I think many of you know that. Many of you know. I told you that when you see any well wind, look at where the sun is shining from. Because we all know that the sun shines from where? From the east and it sets at the west. Once you look at the direction of the sun, then you now look at the direction of the whirlwind. If the whirlwind is moving in the same direction as the sun from east to west, run away. Are you listening to me? But if when you check and it is moving from north to south, that's a godly whirlwind. So whenever you see a whirlwind, do some spiritual geography. I know a guy, yeah, I know a guy. Who did this calculation? In fact, he was the one that taught me this. He stepped into the whirlwind. And that night when he went to sleep, an angel appeared. He said, why did you stop me? He said, I was the whirlwind that moved. What do you want with me? And the guy started speaking. He said certain things. When the guy woke up from the bed, the things he said to the angel, to manifest one by one, one by one. Somebody too stepped into that, into a whirlwind and blocked the way of a certain motor. When the person went to sleep, Motia Kojobunsu appeared to, to him. He said, why did you stop me? Right now, the person is convoyed. So you need to be very careful. Do your spiritual geography very well. Now I want to ask a question. Why is it that dwarfs also move through a whirlwind? Why? I'll take the answer God willing this evening. Someone said, Kojobunsu is my father's name. Oh, please, no hard feelings. I was just saying it. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Great, 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 great. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let's take this one prayer. I want to take this one prayer. Let me tell you. Whenever you speak about angels in the way of the Spirit of God. Do you know that certain people also teach angels? They teach about angels but not according to the angels of God. I hope you know that. Yeah. Ajagraja is one of them. 
any angel that would demand worship has fallen. And that is how Satan is like. Any angelic being that demands worship wants to be a lord. You want, and that being wants to dominate you. Because, I don't know if you're getting my point. You haven't you seen that some of these beings, you know, even John the Revelator, when he was captured into the realm of the heavenlies, he saw an angel and he wanted to bow. The angel said, hey, 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 don't do that thing. For I am a fellow, a co-worker. Like yourself. Any angel that says worship me, draw my 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 picture and put it in your room. Do this, do that, do that, do that. That is not an angel that is of the Lord. Are you listening to me? Someone said, Papa, please, why do some people face East when they are praying? It, it, it can tell you where they are praying to and who they are praying to. That is why they don't just build the mosque anyhow. They make sure that they build the mosque for you to face the East. How many of you have seen something like that? I didn't land in the street, so much They know what they are doing. And then they will put that half moon sign. They are telling you clearly that they are worshipping. The moon god. Someone said, please, even some Christians, they are not Christians. I wish I could say something. Especially some of these people that are in, in doing this Catholicism. These Catholics, not all of them. But some are practicing pure occultism. Somebody said, please say, do we have angels for every month? Yes. All the seasons, winter, all of them are angelic beings that are in charge of all these things. Every single day. As an angel in charge. Every single minute, every single second, as an angel in charge. You need to understand that. Somebody said, What if the person is ignorant, praying, and facing is Ignorant is not an excuse in the realm of the spirit. Because once you are ignorant, Satan will take advantage of you. So you, you, you don't need to be ignorant at all, at all, at all. It is never an excuse. So you are there. It's as simple as that. 
for his lack of knowledge that the people of God perish. Don't say, Lord, I didn't know. You will perish. Okay, someone said, Papa, please, can angels appear like light form? Because I saw, oh, yes, they do. There's so many appearances of angels. So many. So many. And don't think we only see angels. We smell them. Because they have a smell. We can taste them. We can feel them. Yes. All your five senses can pick the presence of an angel. You can feel them. Somebody say, where should we face when praying, please? Don't face anywhere. Just pray by the Spirit. Anybody that tells you, oh, you see, so be very careful. Pray by the Spirit, because you don't even know what you need to pray for. Let the Holy Ghost himself huh? order your praying skills. Are you listening to me? Angel Shelley, all right, I will do so. I will do so. Someone said, Daddy, please, what does it mean when you are praying and you start laughing uncontrollably? I think I've, I've thought about that before. It is, a, it is a manifestation of the Spirit, it's the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and it can also be that there is the presence of an angel. All ministering spirits are controlled by the Holy Spirit. All ministering spirits, they are moved or controlled by the Holy Spirit. So we need to understand that. All right. Nana Osain, God bless you. Someone said, please, when you find yourself in those kind of churches, please, what should you do? Leave. Zanema, for Bible, Tumrika, Rompa, Bobo. Fast. Then so be good, Trisunia friend, Ash Wednesday. Now some bosom was sorry them to know you don't know. Let the bees was a good sign right so. If you are in a Catholic church and they do those things, leave. You will be sorry. In fact, do you know that in the times of old, the body of Christ was known as the Catholic, the Holy Catholic Church? The Holy Catholic Church. The word Catholic means universal. So even in the Apostles' Creed, the, the, um, the, in the Council of Nicaea, the creed that they brought out, they make mention of the Holy Catholic Church. We are not talking about Roman Catholic. We are talking about the Holy Catholic, the universal church. The Romans brought their own 
idolatry into the Catholic Church. But then the Protestants also arose. It was very, very bad and evil in the time of the Roman Empire when they infiltrated the Holy Catholic Church of God. Ah. Very, very bad. The popes, the cardinals, the bishops, the archbishops, and the evil things they did. God have mercy. Hallelujah. All right, people of God, the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Right after here, I'm going to upload the, the message on the podcast so you can go and download it and listen to it again and again. But please, I want to pray for all of you. And I want all of you to be very, very sensitive. Hmm? I want you to be very, very sensitive because we are in the atmosphere of angels. This whole man, this whole man, I want you to be very, very sensitive. The angels are going to work with you with numbers, with a lot of scent, things that you start smelling. Hmm? So be very, very sensitive. Don't just neglect some of these experiences. When you begin to see certain numbers, pray. Don't just go and ask somebody because you too, the Holy Ghost is at work in you and he's the one controlling these angels. So even when the angels manifest themselves in a way and you don't understand, the Holy Ghost will give you the true meaning. Are you listening to me? So whenever you start feeling something all of a sudden, certain coldness in a place, when you start feeling a certain hotness in your palm, some like you start numbers, you just look on your watch and you saw 10, 10 a.m. You look, you saw 12, 12 a.m. You see, when you begin to see some of these things, know that angels are with you. Then you need to say something like this. Listen to me carefully. Angels of God, you have been assigned into my life to do what God has said concerning me. Therefore, as I pray, be empowered to manifest your works in Jesus' name. Are you listening to me? Begin to pray. Now, at that very moment, once you are praying, begin to make mention of certain specific things. Begin to make mention of favor. Begin to make mention of open doors. Are you listening to me? And as you are being led by the Spirit to say these things, you will also receive an angelic visitation and a great testimony. The Lord bless you. I pray for you all. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, let there be angelic activities 
around your life in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You too, you will experience God's grace and power even through his angels in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong. Please, if you want to release any seed, the number is 0240312551. God bless you and keep all of you strong. We shall meet. I'll upload the message on the podcast so you can go and download it and listen. The Lord bless you all. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye-bye.
in the morning, early in the morning, in the morning, I will rise and praise the Lord. In the morning, early in the morning, in the morning, I will rise and praise the Lord. In the morning, in the morning, in the morning. Good morning, Jesus, good morning, Lord. I know you come from heaven above. The Holy Spirit sit on the throne. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I know you come from heaven above. Holy Spirit sit on. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I know you come from heaven above. Hey, I'm a ha 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 ha. So oh 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 oh. I'm not a good soul. I'm not a good soul. 